Hey everybody, welcome to the Writer's Block. I'm J.R. Havlin, here to pick the giant brains of America's top television comedy writers and find out what makes them tick. Unless they actually have some kind of physical tick, then I probably won't bring that up. Too awkward. Make sure you look us up on writersblockpodcast.com if you haven't done that already. And follow us on Twitter, at writersblockpod. That's B-L-O-C. You'll be glad you did. Oh, so glad. We have a good one for you tonight. My very talented friend, Rachel Axler, is with us. Former writer for The Daily Show with Jon Stewart, but the call for dialogue and story were strong in this one. So she moved on to sitcom land, writing for Parks and Rec. She was there before the show even got cast, and tells us about how when the actors came in, it helped shape the characters and influence the way she wrote for them. It's really interesting. Rachel also worked at Bored to Death, New Girl, The Goodwin Game. We'll talk about similarities and differences of working at those places, but of course, we'll begin with how she got her foot in that elusive comedy writing door. This is a real breakdown of the process tonight, so get your paper and pencil out and get ready to go to school. Rachel Axler is my guest. You're part of the writer's block now. Let's do this. Um, Have we started? All right, Rachel Axler. Of course we've started. That's, I, I don't start until the person that I'm talking to says, Have we started? <laughs> okay, perfect. That's when I know we can start. <laughs> lovely. I'm here with Rachel Axler, the lovely Rachel Axler, beloved by man and woman alike. And dog and cat. Am I wrong about that? That's what they tell me. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, dog and cat or yes. man and woman? No, in their in their um yes, in their little dog and cat languages. Oh, <laughs> okay, I get it. Um, uh, Rachel, uh, a, a a traveled veteran at this point, the uh, of of many shows started out. Now, I, first, I want to talk about Rachel was a writer for the Daily Show and moved on to uh, um, a number of different sitcoms that you worked for. We'll yes. we'll discuss that. Yeah, because that's very exciting to me. Yes. It might not have been... Was it exciting to you yes. to go to all those different... Like, because... No, it totally was. You left at least one of them voluntarily. <laughs> at least one. Actually, okay. yes. I, le- I left... I left... Um, let's say one and a half of them voluntarily. Okay. Um, no, I left two voluntarily. Okay. But one of them also just ended, so... Right. Yeah. Um, and we will talk about that. I want to start off because you did something very interesting. You are... You are... You have... You're a playwright. I mean, that's not... You don't have a card that says Rachel Axler, playwright. Oh, no, I do. Oh, you do? Yeah, yeah. No, Why I don't I have that? No, I'm sorry. I'll give you one. I Do you really? It, did it say that on it? Uh, no, that a... would be the most pretentious <laughs> thing I've ever heard of. But I'm sure it says, that it exists. It says author. <laughs> author. <laughs> author of, of scripts. <laughs> um, scripted material. Yeah, it's a letterpress. Um, scripted material for hire. Scripted material. It's on a leaf. Can I just, like, printed that, it. Though? I'm sure, though, that people have, like, a, a card that says play. You know who has one? I'm sure James Lipton. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm sure that he has at least a one card that says playwright. Yeah. His card probably can't fit all the things no, that it's he does. No, it's embossed, and it's framed, and it's hanging somewhere prominent. Heroes. Heroes of my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's your training. That's when you went to the college. Uh, that's what I went to the um, the graduate school for. The graduate school. Yeah. Which, where where was it? Tell it. Um, UCSD. Tell San them Diego. Okay. Um, I went to, in college, I did. Um, I thought I was going to be an actor. Um, you didn't go there for playwriting. You went there for acting. 
I actually went to I went to a liberal arts college, so I went there for like nerding. I went there for just studying for um, nerding. Is that nerd. <laughs> yeah? But I <laughs> that's no, probably that's, that's like a, the thing. I hate. major at that. I hate that so much. Like people saying that they were nerds because, like, I always use the word dork about myself, uh-huh. and I feel like it it kind of got co opted a little bit. But like, I actually used that like back in college, and it was appropriate. What is that? Um, but it's not like you you don't think that that term didn't exist before you used it. Or no, 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 no. I, I'm not saying people copied me. I'm just saying that now, now a lot of sort of completely unnerd like undorky people are sort of using that as street cred, like to like, call themselves a dork or yeah, nerd, or a nerd. Like, or it's, so we're, it's but more we're nerd. differentiating it's, between dork. and No, nerd, there's right? a difference. Yeah, dork okay. is like like you put on your glasses and stumble in the street, and nerd is like you sit down and study something. But um. But I, I kind of did both. But um, yeah, no. So I went, I went to college just for learning. But then book I, learning, book learning, book learning. Um, but I, I wanted to be an actor, and I thought, oh, I'd like major in theater, and clearly that turns you into an actor. Uh-huh. And what it did if was not a nerd dork. No, right, nerd dork. And it, that's a that's a term that we need to trademark. Right nerd there. dork. Yeah, like yeah. We should be getting at least a nickel every time somebody says nerd dork. Probably. We'll, we'll what, get so many nickels. But I feel like it should have two Ds because nerd dork sounds like... No, nerd dork like sounds like a, like a... It sounds like a character a in, to, in from, the Lord of the Rings. Right, exactly. Or a place a, that you... Some, somebody with a large forehead like that has those... Forehead? Did you mean oh, to say that? Oh my God. All right, all right, all right. I've been... Te- wait, <laughs> have, have you teased me about this before? Well, I mean, you I just get... said I don't know that we, we're, uh, you're not still making up words. All right, I'm never using this word again. I swear, <laughs> when I grew up in Queens, New York... No, I don't know where I got this, but I say forehead. <laughs> I do. I say forehead. I don't say forehead. I also don't say orange. So you know that it's happening. And I don't say Florida. Yeah, but it doesn't sound weird to me. And it didn't sound weird to me until like Far. forehead. Yeah. Forehead. Like, I guess like forehead. a faraway head. But like. Well, yeah. It is and true. I know how it's spelled. Yeah. And, I and you know, know how to say like four. Like four. Yes, absolutely. Um, and like four score and whatever. But that's spelled. You mean far score. Far score. Far score. Farscape. Farscape. <laughs> um <laughs> No, far I square. do. I say forehead. Yeah, I far I've, I've always said forehead. And, and then what do you? What, what about Florida? How do you say Florida? I you, say Florida and orange. Florida oranges. Oh, well, no, you're not saying Florida sounds, but you're saying Florida. I'm saying Florida. Florida. Yeah, I'm saying Florida. Florida. And I'm not. Florida. I'm not gonna. Our, and what by orange you mean? You you use all the syllables you possibly can in orange. What did you? Do? <laughs> I say orange. Oh yeah, orange, orange. No, not or. I say r. <laughs> Orange. Yeah, I say orange. Orange, orange you glad I didn't say banana. No. Right? Yeah, because orange doesn't make sense. Orange, you glad? Right? Oh, oh, orange. Yeah, yeah right, 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 right. Well, no, but it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a joke for a six-year-old. Uh, yeah, but it's a joke for a six-year-old. So if you're learning how to speak when you're six or even younger, then... But maybe that's how you, you get started orange? saying it wrong. What, from that joke? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that joke screwed you up. Comedy screwed you up from a very young it's, age, Rachel. It's a, well, no, that's still my absolute favorite joke in the world. Um, <laughs> it's not a bad joke. No, it's so good. Yeah, I say I say forehead. I do. Okay, so I, have, I, <laughs> I don't know what we were talking about. We were talking about those, those weird characters that have big foreheads um, <laughs> with the ridges on them. In those, in those. Oh, um, that's shows oh, that's that that's what watch. a that's what a nerd dork would that's be. That's what a nerd dork. A nerd dork <laughs> would be a character with a big forehead. <laughs> yeah, well, that would be a nerd dork, which I think is worth 
you know. I think Farhead is the show that Nerdork is on. That, hmm. So uh, I went to college for Nerdork. Right, 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 for um, Nerdork. And then, and then I uh, took a writing class there and realized that, um, that I really liked that. And I think that was, like, something I'd been doing forever anyway. I but... didn't know UCSD was a, was a liberal arts school. No, I went to Williams College yeah, okay, for, right. for undergrad. But right. then, no, UCSD I went specifically for, oh. uh, for playwriting. Okay, all right. So, yeah. Oh, so it was at, it was yeah, at I, Williams. I just, yeah, where you where you took the writing class and just like was it uh, um, was this something you weren't you were like oh I'll go ahead and do this elective thing or no something? no I was excited about okay. it it was it was a class by um, a guy named Jim Shepard who's like this amazing Jim Shepard Jim Shepard guy owes me ten bucks oh sorry yeah. I can I can we email should give him a him. call later I think he's uh, at Williams.edu he's just <laughs> probably <laughs> you, just, you just write to him yeah. um, so you you take this class. And um, you fancied doing more of this. This was something yes. that you wanted to do. And was it a playwriting class? No. Oh, it was just. Um, it was. It was just writing, writing, and okay. um, and uh, but it was fun. And I think he he sort of saw through a little bit of what I did because I. At the end of the class, I think we had to hand in something like like forty pages of writing, just you know, an equivalent of whatever that is. Writing either, anything like well stories, but it could either be one long story or anything you you wanted 14 short stories um and to sort of get up to the word count or page count that i needed i went through stuff that i had sort of (laughs) written on my own um that was dialogue for plays that never existed like scenes and stuff and then sort of took out the character names and tried to turn it into just a very dialogue-y story and he saw through it immediately and recognized that it was a play and um wrote me a very sweet kind thing afterwards saying like this is great um you know you're you're a really good writer and you're clearly a playwright so let's talk about this like how oh really how about that so that was it's interesting and then and so um wow what a nice thing to know to remember like the guy or the person who kind of guided you on your way because if not yeah. for that person saying that to you you might not have pursued then well and there, there was another person um santa who, claus yes go on um, i'm yes. listening <laughs> no i'm sitting right across from him right now oh oh yeah yes yes so course. i mean you're the second it's like it's you and jim basically are the are the two people i think who became like I feel like if I call you a mentor, that's rude because it makes you sound old, <laughs> yeah. which is not true. It's, but um, but it's but like no, that's pretty true. But you were kind of it's like a, untrue. you were you were like a guide for me in a way, and also like also as a friend. But like well, that, and that must have been early on because I don't know when you um, tell them what you're talking about because I didn't know that you were really gonna bring I, that up. I didn't know you thought so highly of my input well, in your life, but if yeah, I I've never discussed um i've never discussed my like background in comedy without mentioning your name um um hello people so jr havlin um to whom i'm speaking right now yeah um taught i'm assuming not teaches yeah no i don't do that anymore um because otherwise he would have taught it for about 10 years um taught a class uh writing for the daily show Mm -hmm. which was luckily easily googleable so when I came to New York wanting to write for The Daily Show, I Googled that, writing that, for The fancy? Daily Show. No yeah. kidding? Seriously? Yeah. That's how it all came up? That's hilarious. And um, 
and oh found God. found this guy's uh, class. What an unlikely way to what an unlikely thing to actually well, pan out. Right, exactly. <laughs> what the fuck is well, that? Unfortunately, this is the kind of story that no one can replicate. Mm-hmm. But um, but try. Yeah, uh, yeah. Hey, here's how you get a job in comedy writing. Right. You go this to is... the place where the show is that you want to work on and Google the name of the show. That's right, right. And this put writing in there. Uh-huh. <laughs> you put it into the Something will come up. You go to the word box. You type the letters into the box. Um, and it prints out a life for you. Um, so... When I started teaching that class, you must have done it like literally like the first or second year that I did I think it, it was the second year. And... Uh, um, and your class was actually, Aziz Ansari was Aziz in your class. Aziz was in my class, like <laughs> Nigin Farsad was in my Nigin class. Nigin Farsad really? and Josh, 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 uh, uh, Josh Zeps. Yeah, yeah, really, really unbelievable class. The Aziz thing was astonishing. Yeah, Nigin Farsad was on there, and Jamie, uh, um, Jamie, oh, what's yeah. his name, was in that class too. Uh, Jake, um, his last name's escaping me. Yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, that was that was funny. I have pictures. Of, uh, of like our because I threw an after party remember yes I, I know yeah. it was amazing because I felt so bad about taking money from people <laughs> <laughs> well you well it panned out for me I don't know about those other so the cl- so the class was constructed to be it was called how to write for the daily show and I constructed it so that it was I what I was teaching them was how to write a submission for the show basically kind of how to write for the show what we did but then the 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 thrust of it was to learn how to write a submission and then at the end everybody got to submit and I actually remember exactly where I was when you I was I was at my like crap 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 ass temp job um and like sitting at the computer and got an email from you and you and I had been sort of emailing that day just random like silly little like hi sort of things and then suddenly and I got this email from you that said like drop everything they just told us that they're looking to hire two new people yeah so you needed to do it right away yeah and I uh, I quit my temp job that day. Oh, nice. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. And just went for it. Yeah. But then they put you through the ringer. They did, but, I mean, it doesn't really matter because they hired me. Yeah, so you get so you get a job on the show. So now you're working on The Daily Show. Yeah. And, uh, um, and that was exciting for you, I guess. It was amazing, yeah. yeah. For you as a writer starting out, like... That experience of writing for somebody else and having it go on television and having these deadlines and having these things. I mean, it's a different yeah. kind of show to be writing for, but it also was not necessarily within your training, which no. I think is ultimately why you looked to leave and did leave, to go somewhere where you could write dialogue and stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not why I... I mean, I, I was only looking to leave because I think I started... And this was after three and a half years, so, mm-hmm. like, I loved it there. But I, I was definitely... It was... I was looking to write dialogue again, and also I started sort of really craving the idea of writing jokes about stuff that I was making up, as opposed to stuff that was actually happening in the world. So, like, oh, right, right, instead right, of right. the source material being the news, I sort of wanted it to be like ridiculousness from my head. Okay, so yeah, yeah, not yeah. only dialogue, but jokes that uh, that were just out of your own head, and yeah, be able to and like, like create a story rather yes. than have a story like dictated to you and then you have to write something on those facts i totally get that so you you um you submit to a couple of places or just parks and rec no yeah what happened was um what happened was actually it just sort of um the timing was weirdly good that i i talked to i called my manager actually about another person who was looking for a new manager and i called him about him and 
in the process of this phone call, um, he said, you know, so what are you, are you, are you at that point yet where, you know, cause I had said that I, I was thinking I might want to move on into sitcom type stuff after the election, which was the 08 election. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, it would have to be, it would have to really be for the right thing. Cause I was looking forward to the election and I hadn't been there for election coverage and this yeah. is going to be my first. So, um, so he said, well, cause he knew what some of my favorite shows were, and one of them was The Office, and at the time they were calling it The Office Spinoff, because that's, right. that's, so he said, what if it were for The Office Spinoff? And I was like, oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that would totally be the right thing. And so he said, well, what if it meant moving to L.A.? And I was like, well, I mean, for that, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I wound up, he sent, um, he sent a play of mine to, I had a play Is that it was. Smudge? No, it was, it was, um. Had I even finished Smudge yet? Yes, yes, yes. I had finished Smudge because that was the same summer that I did the O'Neill. Right. Um, yeah, no, it was a different play. It was a play that I wrote, like, in grad school that's just, like, this sort of slackery farce thing called The Weight of Paper. And that was it? That's all you sent to them? No. He sent that, and I sort of went through... What I had of, like, sort of drafts oh, that some I daily had show turned stuff? in. Daily show stuff, but not stuff that had been on the air, but stuff that I had turned in sort of daily packets. Mm-hmm. I went through those and pulled out jokes. So those are weird because you have to sort of pull out the, the setup and you have to right, make it right, clear. Right. Like, yeah. Cause it's it, a lot of editing to get it's that a lot down of to something that is, is, is worthy of having somebody read. Right, Otherwise because it's confusing. you just, you want to send an individual joke, but you also have to send, like, the setup before you send the punchline, so you have to sort of be like, this was the scenario. So I put that together um, in a couple days, and I, I sent him something like 20 pages of material, which he edited down to like 16 or something, and then he sent he sent them those jokes along with, um, along with the play. So you get the job. So I got the job. Which might, it's a little simple, but I want to get into... Yes, yes, yes. When you get there... Now you're working on a sitcom, mm-hmm. and what is the process there? So the process was um, a lot of sitting on couches, and you're still creating the show, though. I mean, it was like Somewhat. you were in I mean, at the pretty close to the beginning. Yeah, right? ver- it was very close to the beginning. The show was still created, um, and the pilot was written right before we got there, actually. By... So there were no new characters because they, they've had all the same characters. I mean, they, well, yeah, but well, Andy wasn't really as big a thing as he is now. Andy wasn't that big. Donna and um, 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 Jerry were in existence, but had different names and weren't their characters yet. Like they hadn't been cast yet. Oh, okay. Um, April hadn't been cast yet, so oh. like Aubrey Plaza got the job while we were there. Yeah. Um, Aziza's part, sort of, we watched that. Aziza's part had been created but then became became you know tom haverford like when aziz like sort of came in and started sort of riffing on it himself Uh um so a lot of the roles like amy poehler was in that was amy poehler was in rashida jones was in right um and other than that a lot of the people were cast as we were there which was amazing because we were going from like reading a pilot that had sort of characters but that you right. couldn't visualize you didn't know who yet. they were, yeah, right. And then suddenly we were having lunch with these actors right. and meeting them. Aubrey Plaza was the most amazing person to meet because she was just like, she was April. Uh-huh. She just, she came in, and I don't know, I don't know whether she's like 
I think she's probably, I'd say, 75% like that, maybe 60% like that, and it's somewhere between 40 and 25%. Am I doing this correctly? Um, <laughs> like, I can't do math. Um, an act. But the act is so good and it's so funny. So, like, she came to lunch and she was just, like, sitting there being this incredibly sardonic, like, quiet, like, hair-twisty, like unsmiling. Well, you think she was putting on a show there? Or like... No, I think it's I think it's mostly who she is. She's weird. Um, and she's hilariously funny. But I think she also recognized that that's something unique about her and that's something that is sort of, that could be made into a character. And she, I think, maybe played it up a little bit right, for right, us right. Yeah. in the, a very smart way, which was, I mean, especially for how young she was, which is just like, this is who I want to play. Right, right. And we watched it and we're like, yeah, I want to write that, you know? So, like, so the part was... So part then, all, so so you were already writing um, for the show. Yes. Bef- and, and then you see the cast and that all of a sudden changes the way that you're writing for the show because now you know, you can picture these people. It just makes it more specific. Well, then, and, and as the show moves on also, the, the characters develop yeah. more. Yeah. And you're, you, so you... you you know their voice better. Yes, you know. But you're also voice. in on kind of creating their voice. So, so was at the beginning. Was there a lot? Was it was it clear? Did they care? You know, whoever was running the show at the time was were they, you know, um, uh, was was it was it clear to them or were they kind of like, hey, you know, this is let's see who this person becomes and and it'll make a difference. I know when it gets cast and that person will bring some stuff to it. Yeah. Um, that person's own personality. We have to work on that because, you know, they, they, it has to match up with what they're doing. They were really... I mean, I think that Ron, Ron Swanson is like one of the best characters oh, on television. Nick Offerman is, is one of the best actors like, so good. ever in the universe and the nicest guy. And he has twinkly blue eyes. Um, he's awesome. Yeah. But, um, well, all right. So it's Greg Daniels and Mike Shore who created the show. Uh-huh. And they, um, and Greg had created the American version of The Office. So he was already, I mean, he created, a, you know, King of the Hill and a, right. a bunch of shows. But, like, he, he, he already, I think, knew how to, and this is what he did with The Office as well. Um, although I wasn't there, obviously. But, um. But I think he he already knew how to write characters that were um, pointedly characters and, you know, had a direction to them, but then cast individuals and use that person's individuality to inform the character and then make it into a very specific, more real, more comedic um, character. So, so I think that's basically, like, what we did. Like, Amy Poehler was Amy or like mm. less although Leslie Nope changed like between the first and second season and that was conscious because I think they sort of came in and they said all right you know um we're gonna have a new guard in terms of Leslie's attitude like like Leslie is going to be I think less naive was was one of the right, she yeah. started out very naive wonky a little dweeby or like dorky again nerd dorky right, a little right. bit um and uh girl almost kind of well i think also a little bit more just retarded childlike let's yeah. go with yeah i mean yeah she she totally yeah like, like whereas now i mean especially now she she um i mean i didn't really recognize that 
you not being in the midst of it. Yeah. It's interesting that that's a conscious decision that gets made. We need her to have a little more strength because well, she's the core of this show. Not just strength. Is that, am I off on saying No, no, that? no. You're absolutely right. It, it was it was strength, but it was also cool. Like, Amy Poehler is cool. Uh-huh. And, like, there was a way to make Leslie Nope cool. Yeah, that's a tough go, though, because, you don't, like, it's it doesn't but it, really... But she... cool in her own way. So, like, she became, like, at the in the first episode of the second season, suddenly she's, like, a gay icon. Oh yeah, that, yeah, right. Yeah, that was great. Because, yeah. And so and so basically what you're doing is you're using her wonkiness for cool. You're using it like in this way to go like, wow, she's a really great person and she completely believes in herself. Right. So the so and I think it's that. I think it's the confidence right. behind the dorkiness that like Well, and it's not cool. even necessarily a con- like she, it occurs to me that her character is not not as confident really as she is um uh, committed. Yes. You know, exactly that, like, right. in fact, she probably doesn't have a whole bunch of confidence. That's no, why she's always going to Swanson. I mean, she just he, has he provides her. Beliefs. You know, yeah, but like, he always says stuff to her that then gives her that confidence to go say, no, you know what? I'm going to do what I do, what yeah. I believe in, because that's what he's all about. Like, go out to the woods and chop wood and not, you know, <laughs> um, but, uh, um, or go out to his cabin. Um, so the so in a nutshell the like at the beginning I imagine the like is was the writing process there one the same kind of thing where like you you uh, are are all working together and just kind of ganging out storylines yeah. and stuff or do you, do you, uh do, you know are, when you're say like um the first episode that you were involved in from beginning to end sure um did um how did that start out? You know, did 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 you go into the office? Okay, we're going to work on this episode. Here's what it's going to be about. Or did, did they have? Did they have? They must have had some kind of direction, or they know because the show is ongoing. Right. So did how far in advance did they know? Like, okay, by by six episodes from now, we want this to be happening more. Right. So we have to start having that kind of happen a little bit. Was there that much thought put into that? There thing? are vague senses of arcs. Um, and some of them, many of them are brought in by like Mike and Greg, like many right. of them. All right. So, so at this point I'm, I'm sort of going to like talk about, cause I'm not going to remember very specifically the, like the second episode of that show actually wound up being mine in terms of just, I, I Oh yeah. I sent it. you a picture of the, of but, your, fa- um, of yes, your you name did. on the screen. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Um, which was, which was super thrilling and amazing. But, um, but we actually wrote... Um, four episodes at the same time, um, all over Christmas break. So we had a lot of them plotted out before, like we weren't doing, you know, this is going to be number two, this is going to be number three, this is going to be number four. Actually, a couple of them got switched around anyway. Um, but... But so tell me about your episode then. Well, well, actually, like, if it's okay, like, I would love to like sort of just tell you, like the general process of writing those has been... And and this has somewhat been across the board for all the sitcoms I've worked on. Um, it's you know there's more collaboration on some, less on others. Uh-huh. But um, but generally, you have um, the time in the room with everybody, which is spent um, which is spent like <laughs> beating out uh, storylines, um, or you say ganging on, but mm-hmm. like um, which is sort of and I, I say beating out, and I'm 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but and we're all know, thinking the same. Yeah, thing. we're we're all thinking the same thing. But except that it's for, disgusting. Except I'm thinking about index cards. Oh, right. um, yeah. Which you know, yeah. which is what you're thinking, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> I'm thinking about jacking off onto an index. <laughs> That's card. exactly what okay, we do. Go on. Good. Um, and it's it is which is why there are fewer female writers because yeah. it's harder it's to hit. It's not easy. You get a paper um, cut. No, it's it's just. Re- it's just Anyway, wow, cut this Do out. Do go on. Um, so, luckily my parents don't know what a podcast is. Mm-hmm. So, um, so no, I say beating out because, like, you're you're creating the beats of And you're all, the there's specific. a whole staff together here. It's a whole staff together, and you're, and, like, Are you just butting in? Are you saying, like, oh, but then we could do this. Oh, but we could do this, and let's do this, and is it... Is Somewhat, that, that's yeah. That's what's going I mean, on, okay. Well, all right, so often what happens is either the writers on their own or the people who created the show um, will have come in with, they'll say, like, come in with, like, you know, several ideas for episodes. Just for just a simple storyline. Yeah, exactly. Or, like, or an A story. Mm -hmm. Um, So a story with the main characters or, um, you know, an emotional story or... And A story is the main story going on. Mm -hmm. There's always at least a B story. Right. Sometimes a C, like a C. A C is often a runner. It looks like it looks like Croner, like if you're a C runner. But like, but there's often. But there aren't a lot of shows that do that because it's a little bit complicated to have all those things go together. Thirty Rock does it pretty well, where they'll have a lot of different stories. Do C runners, but they wind up. It's just because you don't you can't use all your characters. Right, right, right. In one story. So often the the characters that are left over have like some lame run. No, it's not always lame. Actually, often sometimes it's the most fun story. But it's usually just a runner. Yeah. Okay. So it's like a joke story that goes through like maybe three times, Uh beginning, middle, end. But um, but yeah. So. So so, you come in with your your a story idea. Right, and then, like at Parks and Rec, we often did that, and we'd sort of go around the room and pitch them, and we'd put all the story ideas up, and then. The ones that generated response and the ones that generated like, oh, and then this could happen and this could happen, like okay, yeah. responses, those were generally the ones that went further. And you try to do that with all of them, but yeah. some of them just well, lend them themselves were, to more to, to yeah. more enthusiasm from right, the rest exactly. of the writers. Some of them just, or some of them just feel you're just naturally like... Um, compelled to like create a story out of them and well sure like it like it work it works not only uh, an idea not only obviously works for that character but you can uh, you just immediately get the idea that put in that situation yeah as in situation comedy right <laughs> the um that that character you can almost already see what just all the different kind of reactions and yeah. all the kind of things that get i mean there's so many ideas already going through your head and that's how another, funny it can be. That's that. another important thing too, actually, is that the story be big enough to have a twist or two, because you have to have commercial breaks. But and, you don't always necessarily know that twist. No, no, no. But you just know but that. if it's a story that generates a twist, right. Then it's a story that's going to go farther because if if it's just a very straight, you know, one point to another point story. It's not going to work. Well, yeah. There are, well, there still has to be the arc within the within the single episode. Right. So, um, and that arc often needs to have at least two twists in it. Now at Fox, they have four act structure, which, you know, like a typical like Aristotelian four act structure that nobody's ever done. Um, but uh, generally, structure I. Uh, hi, people out there. Generally, structure is three acts or five acts, let's uh-huh. say. But yeah, um, five acts. Well, yeah. F- well, five acts is like old, like Shakespeare, like 
Yeah, but like generally beginning, middle, something else, late middle, late, right, late early end, end, right, a seventh inning stretch. Um, but um, yeah, I think that's that's exactly what. But um, oh god, I used so to. So now the four, but the four by four act, you're saying like, are you just talking about that? You're not unnatural. you're not like including. Um, because that's a, that's not how it's broken up commercial wise. No, but too, that's exactly it? what it is now. So because are you so is the fourth act just the 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 little tag, joke at the end? The that's tag? what it used to be, but now they want it to be an act. So now it's like it's longer. It's longer. It has to have content. So now, so it went from like it. It would often be kind of uh, somewhat of a five act thing in that you'd have like a cold open, which right, would be right, 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 which would be right either connected the, or not before the uh, main titles. Mm-hmm. So that's one little thing. Then you'd have the first act, second act third act and then a tag so you do have five parts which is good because five is an odd number as is three so you have a middle four doesn't give you a middle which makes comedic structure very difficult actually because it's like you wind up doing you wind up doing sort of like maybe you do an open but often not but then you do like you know there's a first act second act third act and then normally stuff would wrap up at the end of the third act but now you need to keep people there, you know, to watch to the commercial. To go into the next show, too. And, well, right, and also, because but a also lot of times just after to keep the third act, or After the third act or fourth act or whatever we're calling it now. It might go That straight. goes into the tag. Mm-hmm. The, the, you'll notice that the first thing that you see when it goes into commercials, we'll be right back with more Parks and Rec. Exactly. You know? Right, yeah. And, then and that's... More that's, to come. Still more to come. I, you know, and then, and then it comes back. But that doesn't... I mean, it doesn't feel to me, just not really knowing that world, that that it's that it's necessary to call that a four or five act structure because yeah. the 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 beginning of it, you know, can obviously sometimes it's longer than usual, but it's always used to set up. It's like the beginning of the first act. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the tease, and you have your joke and everything. It always has. I I think with Parks and Rec, I don't know when they do something that doesn't kind of introduce what the topic is for the whole thing. They sometimes today we're don't. here at so. Oh yeah, yeah I guess not. They you know, like she don't. might just be at a random thing and yeah. I mean, sometimes okay. it's actually the in one of mine, and I, I feel like it was my second one, but it might have been my third. There was a cold open that um, that Mike Shore had, I guess, wanted to get onto, it was completely his, that he had, I think, wanted to get onto The Office for years, and it never made it on, and he finally used it on uh, Parks and Rec, and it was really wonderfully hilarious, which was just, um, it was basically just uh, someone running in and going like, okay, Leslie, here's the situation, and then Leslie goes into, um, what is it, I just don't understand, wait, here's the situation, my parents went away for a week's vacation. Oh, the, um, uh, what's uh, the, like, like Fresh Prince? Yeah, wait, wait, left the keys of the brand new Porsche. Oh my god, I know the freaking song. Is it? Oh, we're gonna have to Google. So this. what? And then she started singing it or something. Yeah. So I think it's parents just don't understand, but I really <laughs> hope I'm right about this. Anyway, um, it's it's like Baby Got Back kind of thing. No, or something. not Baby Got Back. <laughs> is it? Is it? Uh, um, can't touch this. <laughs> no. The kids can't touch this. Oh my god! This. Yeah, no. I think it's um. I think it's that Willennium song. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty yeah. sure it's that. I, I think it's I... New York. Is that, is that what it is? <laughs> Concrete jungle where yeah. dreams are made of, or something. I don't. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> isn't isn't that the lyric? Am I wrong about that? That's yeah, probably it. Does that yeah. lyric make any sense grammatically? I don't know. Well, it seems to have done him well. Where where dreams man. are made of? That young Jay Andor Z. Anyway, let's let's pretend it's um, 
I mean, what if so I just... So she just starts singing it. So she starts singing it, and then the joke at the end of it is... She wraps the whole thing, and then the joke at the end of it is, like, um, you know, uh, someone in some park is on fire. And she's like, oh, my God, and she runs. So she's just basically spent three minutes rapping. Okay, right, right. Um, <laughs> but uh, now that I've completely ruined that, that was the... That was a cold open right. that had absolutely nothing to do with anything, but it was just funny. Oh, okay. So then that... Right, right, right. That's an example. So then... Um, so you, so, so on your episode, you came in with like, you were assigned that episode because it was your idea in the first place? No, um, I was just, I was just assigned that episode. Uh, the very first episode I did was called, um, hmm, <laughs> the very, this is Can't a Touch This. It's called Can't Touch This by DJ Jazzy Will I Am. Um, no, it was called Canvassing. Um, and, Greg gave me that. Yeah, it was funny actually. Of the four that were assigned over that, over our little like two week break, and we got two weeks to write it, which was amazing because you don't you generally get a week. Mm-hmm. Um, I got two weeks to write my very first script. Um, oh, and by the way, the first <laughs> the first script I turned in was I think, I think it was forty six pages or something. Hard. Maybe it was forty two, but it was horrifically horrifically overlong. And um, and Greg Daniels was still. Um, wonderfully kind about it um but then we had to cut like 10 pages out um but and then it gets changed a bunch in it gets changed a bunch and, the whole yeah just but the you're whole in process. on that process mm-hmm. yeah so as that writer and did you have other like a story ideas or that that that, that got accepted shows. but turned into something and said i don't even think so i don't i don't know if any of my but then also like like uh, um, I was talking to Sam about Thirty Rock and they would they'll also sit around and just come up with jokes because she yeah. really wants a joke off of every single line, um, which they definitely do have on Thirty Rock. Okay. That's not necessarily the case, uh, um, uh, uh, but but, yeah, but pretty close. Do, I mean, there's a lot a of, of funny of, stuff. Yeah. Of, like, so do you, so is there that too that like at one point everybody will sit around and yeah. and um, and literally all together like. Say, oh, well, here, we can do this joke here or this joke here or here's a joke or we want to punch that up. I mean, are they specific about yeah, what they, you, what's you going on? rewrites and alts. And, like, at Parks and Rec, we called it the candy bag, which was um, which was the uh, the document full of alt lines, like alt jokes um, that we would sometimes... So you'd sometimes bring the candy bag for a scene. Sometimes the candy bag was, like, longer than the script. And not not all together. I'm talking There's about like a separate the, candy bag for each um, for each scene. Often, not all. I mean, you each know, each scene or each yeah, each script. Each scene. each scene like had a oh because somebody would be taking notes as you're all ganging out jokes. Yeah, and it's like oh, there's this one, this one, this one, this one, and then you can just kind of so Tom comes in and we want him to acknowledge this. What's his What's his joke? How's he going to do that? And and just people throw out ideas and and does the Greg he says yes or no to them or what? Is there somebody? Is there some um, it would usually be more like, um, so it, w- it would be in the rewrite process. Mm-hmm. So the script, the first draft is written by a writer. Right. Um, off on his or her own. And then it's brought in. And then sometimes second draft as well. Um, but, but that's then, with input already from... Second draft this, would be with input. Okay. Uh, from, yeah, from the showrunners. Or the creators. first draft is for, for, is this for all the, like, because you also, from there, I think went to Bored to Death. Mm-hmm. And you worked there for not too long. Just well, just the final season. Yeah, you worked there for the final season. Yeah, and then from there you went to New Girl. 
to New Girl, mm-hmm. and that was some weird thing, <laughs> right? Uh, yes, there there were. It got picked up, but you didn't. There were turnovers. Okay. I got yeah, I got laid off. At but New did you Girl. feel like you were doing all right there? Or was, yeah, was it, so I actually was, I actually felt like I was doing a great job. Interesting. Um, so that but that's the same kind of process that they had there, basically. I mean, were these processes? Yes. And then then so New Girl, and then where after that? Um, New Girl and then uh, The Goodwin Games, which I oh, was the Goodwin Games, right? Okay, which has which not aired yet. Will I maybe hope air? Will air? It's really yeah, it was a good really cast. a damn good show. Yeah. Um, but it got its um, pickup got cut from, or I don't know what you call it, but it was originally it had an order. That's what its order got uh, cut down from thirteen episodes to seven. Right. Okay. So, um, so but the yeah. but you so and you found that in these. You know, you have totally different showrunners, totally different personalities. Yes. Totally different writers around you. Totally different atmosphere as far as, like, where you're at. Yeah. But you found that the processes are relatively similar? Fairly similar, yeah. Generally, and this is in almost every room, what happens is... So, it does start out with, like, people sort of pitching ideas for episodes. But by the time you go off to write your first draft, you've got a ton of information right. and material that and you have um, jokes and stuff too yeah you've got everything i mean i mean granted like you you don't often you don't always use the jokes that were sort of thrown around in the room because often when it comes to sp- the like specific right. dialogue you're you're sort of creating it but sometimes you know there are these like gems that you find in the notes and the like thousand pages of notes that the right, writer's right. assistant gives you but like but basically what you have is you go off and first you write first there's like a synopsis of the of the episode that's written for the network to read and check out. You write that. Sometimes and sometimes the uh, showrunners write that. Um, I've I've been in both situations. Um, and then after that there's an outline which usually the writer writes, but I've also seen I've also seen scenarios where the where the showrunners will write that as well. Right. Um, and then there's usually a second outline. You, you do like a revised outline and then you go out on story or out on script rather. And then, um, so you have this, so you already have this like final draft document that's got, um, scene by scene, like it even has slug lines. It's got, you know, interior, whatever schoolhouse. I never worked anywhere where I've written schoolhouse, uh-huh. but like interior fire station. This is when you wrote. This, this, this is, is when for I your little house on the rock. prairie. Yeah. <laughs> spec script that got interior, you all these interior jobs. Interior one yeah. room log cabin yeah, yeah. schoolhouse. Yes. Schoolhouse. Um, Laura Ingalls enters. Right, her curls bouncing. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, <laughs> so you've got you've already got like, and then it says it'll say like where it takes place, and then there will be like a description of what happens in the scene. Um, this some, is the outline thing. That you're in the outline, about. yeah. yeah some, I mean, the synopsis. These, these outline, not, not the synopsis. Okay. Post synopsis. Oh, okay. Like the outlines can even be like post synopsis. Post synopsis. Post synop. Um, there are. I've seen outlines that were like ten pages, and then outlines that are like sixteen pages. They're really long, and like they're very detailed. And sometimes things will change between the outline and the script. Like as you're writing it, you'll find a smoother so way. So it's not. So that you're not. You're not really getting too much into the minutiae of the dialogue until the whole thing is, the, has got, the, until the framework is really kind of accepted. Exactly. So then you hand that in, and then and then that gets changed around a little bit by the group again in front of you? No, it doesn't go back to the group until after you've written the draft. So usually... That's well, just Greg usually. and who, that, the, the, like, the, yeah. the showrunner gets that, says, okay, and the change network. this, change this, change this, change this, and the network, 
and you have a week to now write it up as an actual script. Correct. You hand that in, and then does it immediately? Then the next time you see it, are you in a group of people working on it? And 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 you know sometimes, and sometimes like um, it just happened with Goodwin Games in my most recent one. Um, we were still because while you're out on script, like the other writers are still in the room, sort of breaking the news stories, and um, so. So, like, there's this consistent cycle. Once you get into it, there's this cycle. And then once you get into production, the writer that's written the script is is on set, watching that and helping out with that. And then there are writers that are out on script, and then there are writers that are out on outline, and then there are writers that are in the room breaking new stories. And, um, and it's sort of this well-oiled or terribly oiled machine depending on where you work. And, and the machine just keeps going, and there are table reads every week for the new episode. So what happens is like you you turn in your episode, you turn in your script and then sometimes it happened with me once at Parks and Rec and once at Goodwin Games. And I'm trying to remember if it happened anywhere else and I don't. It might have happened in New Girl, I don't remember where I got to write the second draft as well, which was great. It's I love that when that happens. Oh wow, yeah, I'm surprised that you don't get to do that all the time. Who um, who would do that otherwise? Another writer? Either, well, either the creator of the show, because um, sometimes he or she wants to sort of, you know, right, put sure, it yeah. in, right, or like, like his or her own, own own words, or like, sometimes it, it gets turned over to the room pretty quickly. Okay, right. Um, and it all depends on, like, the time you have, and what's, what would be just most, what would make the most sense for, like, everyone's time, because right. it all becomes, like, fighting against, um this small time limit because you you wind up with very strict deadlines and it, it just gets to a point where you know that you need a draft a so table draft shooting and so, yeah, right. right so that the actors can read it and then people can hear it and post table draft you do another draft you know with the room with editing so like so but i really it is really great when you get it back for a second draft because it means that it mean it just means that it's another iteration um, or it, iteration is the wrong word. It's another like chance to opportunity for you to put, put your mark put your on. own yeah put yeah. your own words in put your own jokes in and um, and then like you said then it goes to table read and then and then there's the, uh, there's obviously yeah. things things that get changed there based on the way that the people might the, the actors might read it they might even improv a little bit or that maybe that's frowned upon that's, in certain situations but that it doesn't happen often when I mean it happens. Every it's every now and then an actor will improvise a line and people will remember it and put it in the script right. or people will remember it and say yeah we'll we'll do a take with that in it you know when we shoot and then it. after so then after the table read that's like even finalized some more and then and yeah. then literally like they, then they start shooting yes and and you're still in on the shoot does it change much during the shoot um sometimes and sometimes I mean you always do right so you bring like your candy bag or whatever your right. alt you know, yeah. document to the, um, you often bring that or you, sometimes you come up with outlines. I like like that, the idea that it's an actual sack of pieces of paper. Yeah, pieces yeah. Of, yeah where you're just like rifling through it yeah. and like you pick one up, throw it at an actor. Um, no, but it was really, actually that was, that was really cool. That's been, I think, part of the process everywhere 
I think on all four of the shows. The candy bag? Well, not calling it that, but but that, but specifically like an actor like coming up to you and being like, hey, do you have like another joke for me here? Or like, you know, is there another way I can say this? And then, and you sort of, either you come up with something, Aziz is great with this, like he'll sort of like come up to you and be like, hey, how about if I say this? And it's usually hilariously funny and you just say, yes, of course. Um, But like, but sometimes you like make up a joke together or like, like TJ Miller was on, um, is on the Goodwin Games. He is, he is, do you know his stuff yet? All right. He's friggin' gonna be huge, I hope. Um, He's amazing. But like, but he'd be really funny. He'd like come over because he's, he's, often sort of, you know, making lines funnier, ad-libbing little things, and he'd often, like, come over and sort of consult and just be like, hey, what if I say this instead of this? And then you'll sort of refine it together, and right. he's, he was fantastic with that. Um, and then it shoots, and you watch it, and it's and you, like, and okay. And you watch it while it, um, you watch it while you're shooting it, yeah, and then it goes through a whole edit process, which is a complete... Can change a lot in that, too. ...question mark to me. Right. Um, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, Parks and Rec, like the editors because that's documentary style like mm-hmm. the editors are a huge 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 part of that process because they can like they can basically create new ins and outs of scenes they can like change a line by taking a word out or putting a word in they're really have you ever sat in on that process yeah i have it oh, was is... amazing well, it was a long time too right is it like it's crazy? really cool because it's yeah, like yeah. yeah but it's like it's yeah i would love to do that completely really different from what i was used to yeah um, and if the editor is nice, as the editors there were, like then they everybody's actually, nice to you. Oh, people are people are all right around me, but um, but um, then it's it's just a fascinating process. We're like or like you'll see because all right, so you were there at the at the um, taping. You know, you you watched as they shot a scene like anywhere between three and like you know eighteen times. So you maybe remember like oh I remember she said this line a specific way that I thought was hilarious and I don't remember what take it was I think it was like the fifth or sixth take and you'll go through and you'll watch it and you'll say that one and then they'll say oh her hair is you know messed up in that Mm -hmm. so they will somehow manage to like they'll take the audio from that and they'll put it in on top of one where her hair is right or like where she's not holding you know something in the wrong hand or like or, you know, maybe the camera was um, on, you know, on her back right, when right, she did right, it, like, right, the perfect right. way. I don't know, but it, it's sort of astonishing to me. Like, yeah. that part is magic to me. Right. Like, they sort of, they turn it into the perfect take from a whole bunch of, like, imperfect takes that, you know, the summation of them yeah. is something Well, the great. whole process is really fascinating. It's really cool. Well, let's um, write a joke right now. Because that's what I... Okay. That's what, yeah. <laughs> That's because that's one of the things that I wanted that I'm going to do with people. Okay. Just bring it on them. Okay. So we have to write a joke. So the purpose of this is for the for the kids out there to see like um, how we're going to go about, and we'll we'll discuss like why we're why sure. we're coming up with this thing. And so like I don't even know what we'll write a joke about, but whatever is going on right now. Okay. General like Petraeus or something. Oh, that, boy. Is that All too right. is that too stupid? Um, oh, you can pick something. No 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 no. I'd rather I'd rather you choose. Um, sure, the Petraeus 
Broadwell stuff. Yeah, so, um, so obviously with this, there's so many different things that you could write a joke about. It's always, it's right. probably almost obviously going to be sexual in some way. Right, but it's also, all right, so like... you got a May-December relationship thing going on. You could, uh, but that's not even that. What about his, oh, God, you don't want to bring the wife into no, it. No, poor, no, no. See, that's, poor like, thing. right, I immediately went toward This joke the, is like, titled, Poor Thing. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> this joke is entitled, like, I'm sorry, I'm oh, sorry. But I mean, but uh, t- tell me that, like... You know, General Petraeus's wife looks like what you would imagine General Petraeus's wife looks like. And yet, I'd never seen her before, and you have no idea. And I swear to God, I wonder how many people, whether you said it out loud or not, the first time you saw General Petraeus's wife, after you saw this, after you heard this, you thought or said out loud, poor thing. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I actually, I was reading a lot about her today, and I specifically didn't click on the links that I could have to see what she looked like. Because I kind of didn't want to because I feel like, well, I don't know. I mean, the the thing that I was thinking about, I was reading this article about the other woman in Florida who's, yes, Florida. Yeah. Who, um. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who, yeah. Who, uh, um. Meyer? Uh, what's her name? Uh, I feel like it's Kelly something, but I'm not Yeah, you're right, Kelly. But, um, God, I don't know. I, I read this like yesterday morning. But, um, so she's the one who initially the story was broken, I guess, because an FBI dude who later got in trouble for, like, sending her, like, naked pictures of, like, his chest Topless or something. Yeah, what, like, yeah, to- because that's what, that's what women... He had already been doing that. Right. <laughs> that her connection he was at the He's tweeting the wrong side of his body to her, but yeah. Yeah, yeah right, right. So, he doesn't know how it's done. Um, no, no, or he's, like, aiming the camera wrong. But, um, but, so, so That's this... kind of funny, the idea that, like, that, that that guy who tweeted her naked pictures of his torso he was aiming clearly does not how to know how to use no, a, a camera <laughs> right or doesn't right he's just sexting wrong he doesn't know he doesn't but, get it but uh oh yeah we don't know what he does with his chest um but so so this woman um i guess was having an affair with another general uh, well, they don't know that. It, it's just that there were all those emails. There all the, oh, right, right. There were something like, you know, 4,000 pages of what 20, might be. 20 to 30,000 oh, pages oh, really? of emails wow. between them. What might be illicit. What might be. Yeah. That's like, that's the part that actually gets to me the most. That Like, clearly, clearly the one actually, I'm going to go with intelligent. I think she's probably pretty intelligent. But the the one actually intelligent woman in this is obviously the one who brings the whole thing down because she has to get emotionally involved like and so she broadwell yeah so she becomes sort of the crazy stalker lady yeah. who's like who's like writing you know a, a like threat it's to a married woman, woman with two kids Ugh. writing anonymously anonymously to another Wait, does mar- pa- pa- she has kids broadwell has two i kids. did not know this. Uh, writing anonymously to another married woman who i don't know if she has kids or not she um, does because she was she was holding a birthday party for one of her oh, children okay. when the news broke and apparently continued to hold the birthday party as people like lined up outside her house and then the next so day they so fled. Th- and then about staying away from her man right. who is some who is someone else's man thirty years older guy right who is married and I don't know if they have kids I have no idea yeah but it's just like what in the world and he happens to be the head of the CIA and was in charge of Afghanistan for a long time yeah that um so anyway so uh this is the this is the trouble this it's weird to like come up with a joke isn't it well it's 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 weird to come it's weird to come up with a joke out loud um yeah (laughs) yeah that's true it is because you have to have time to think about it and we have to keep talking and you have to narrow it and like 
I mean, as you were saying that, I was like, well, there's a, like, because there are all these little joke opportunities, like, obviously, title of the book, clear joke opportunity, um, you know. <laughs> like the idea of joke opportunity. Well, it is. It's yeah. a joke opportunity. Something um, there. Her physique joke yeah, opportunity. Joke but, opportunity. But maybe not, you know, maybe one that's beneath us. Um, although title of the book, not beneath us. Yeah, right. Somehow. Or not, not beneath me. Um I can, and this is the thing that sorry that I was actually leading to with the with the other woman, which was that the thing that really amazed me was did you read that she has a twin? Oh really? The other woman has oh, yeah, a yeah, twin. Yeah. Oh like, no 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 no. Uh, oh is it? No she is does. Is it her? Yeah okay yeah I've seen the pictures. She of does. Them. She yeah. ha- she has a twin. Who? One of the first pictures that was released was her with like a couple of other people, because it was the only picture that they had of her with Petraeus because she's friends with Petraeus. Right. And that was a picture with her twin on the other side, and they were posing exactly the same yeah, way. Yeah, the whole like really just creepy. everything about this is just so sort of Shakespearean and like sort of crazily. It it just amazes me um, that it's real. Also, it amazes me that what they do is a job, like that her job. Well, is, she doesn't have a job. She pretends to have a job, and instead they're like in debt and losing their house and stuff. Right. She pretends she's like. She's she's one of those like bankrupt rich people. Yeah, right. But like, <laughs> she's a housewife of New Jersey. She's a housewife of of the military. But she's like, yeah, um, she. So maybe it's just like, how is it that the um, uh, I know there's a lot of creepy. Maybe the tweet is just like, I know there's a lot of creepy stuff going on with the Petraeus thing. But how is it that the very cre- the but to me the creepiest thing is that this woman has a twin. <laughs> well, it kind of is actually. Yeah. How is it that that's still the creepiest <laughs> yeah, thing to me? Yeah, that's still that's still. And then out. hashtag scared of twins. <laughs> Well, you just wrote a joke. Well, there you go. But but see, that's you know, you're you're right. It takes a while to get to, um, and uh, uh, but you know, we'll we'll I'll tweet that along with a bunch of other <laughs> things that I think of as I'm listening to this and and uh, and editing it down. I wish uh, um, that uh, I uh, we could talk more. Um, for, for like a yeah, no, we could talk more clearly. <laughs> I mean, you came here and you're like, "What? Well, this should be like a half hour max, and it's an hour and a half." I'm now. assuming you're going to cut this hugely. Well, we're like gonna, for yeah. instance, the parents just don't understand, Ron. Which is yeah, no, genius. I think that's the way that we can probably get rid of some of that. Oh no, I'm but I don't, that's, that's why, which is thing. why I don't want to talk about it now because nobody <laughs> will know what we're talking about. There was there was this entire no. Part, now if we do that again, there was then this it'll entire just be, part no, where we where we just wrapped all of parents no, just don't understand yeah, no, when the, we, but we weren't sure that that was it was, it was actually that we were nightmare wrapping. on my street by the time this airs we will find out and i will put in there what we were talking about if i keep that in the thing okay, which i might have to now because we're sitting here discussing i don't think you have to i don't think i have to either <laughs> just pretend that you don't know what we're talking about which is exactly what is going on um thank you very much for stopping by the podcast dungeon rachel axler playwright <laughs> Say goodnight, Rachel. Good night, Rachel. <laughs>